Today's topic is navigating real estate and facility needs at record speeds. And we are joined by representatives from Johnson Controls who've developed a, uh, a management tool to help companies figure out where their, where their issues are, prioritize next steps, and, and really get after some innovative uh, approaches to, to their business, which is an ongoing issue for everyone now is the, the mantra, of course, is, is uh, faster, cheaper, better. And uh, our guests today will help us see how they went about making this happen or go about making this happen for their clients. Uh, should also point out that in 2005, they won an award, a Global Innovator Award, from Cornet at, at, for this uh, product that we'll actually get some hands-on uh, use with today, which is a little, something a little different for us. Hopefully, you'll enjoy that piece of the, uh, the puzzle today. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, uh, about 10 years ago, Cornet began, Cornet began sponsoring uh, awards for innovation and teams of service providers and end users started uh, making presentations and 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 uh, competing for this award, which is a very uh, intense and rigorous process. And it culminates in presentations at Harvard University, typically in the summer. It's a two-day two day event, and the, the judges are senior, very high-level senior real estate executives as well as academics from the university side. So this is a very well-tested and thought-of uh, uh, program, and I think it speaks highly of, of uh, what we're going to see here today. Uh, presenting for Johnson Controls is uh, Helen Wu. Helen is a senior consultant in the Innovation Services Group of Johnson Controls. Uh, in this role, she provides strategic planning, needs assessment, solution design, and capital project planning services to client organizations. She's been with Johnson Controls since 1990, and uh, she's held a variety of sales and sales management positions, uh, focusing on corporate real estate clients and uh, the healthcare industry. She has a BS in mechanical engineering from uh, Stevens Institute of Technology in New Jersey and is a member of the American College of Healthcare Executives and serves on the board of the Institute for Diversity in Health Management. So we're delighted to have, have uh, uh, Helen here. She's joined by Karen Kukic. Karen is a two-year veteran of uh, Johnson Controls, and has recently come over to the Innovation Solutions Group, and will be assisting uh, Helen in, in uh, implementing or a bit of implementation that uh, we go through here today. So with that, I would like to welcome Helen Wu. Hi, good afternoon, everybody. Can everybody hear me okay? All right. Well, thanks for allowing us to be here with you uh, in Maggiano's, and uh, apologize for the interruption while you're enjoying your meal. Please feel free to continue to uh, enjoy the delicious food here. I was really excited to be at Maggiano's, and I figured, you don't want to listen to me present my presentation. You're here about the food. No, but I'm kidding. I, I know that you're here monthly, so you're, uh, this is... This is your regular meal, not a special um, lunch event. Um, what I have prepared today is a little bit of presentation and a little bit of interactive work. Some of you have maybe turned this into a, a placemat. I can tell at the, the front of the table there's uh, gnocchi you know, on top of some of the, the, the tool, but it's okay. We can just wipe off some of the, the tomato sauce and it's all good. Um, I'm here joined today with uh, Karen Kukak, who's uh, to my left over here. And as I said, I'll be going through a little bit of the history of the tool itself and sharing some of the results from the Global Innovators Award back in 2005, where we presented to um, a group of end users and providers in Las Vegas. How many folks in the room, um, if at all, were maybe in Las Vegas or any of the, the summits? Oh, great. Thanks. So this would be a repeat. Were you ha did you happen to be in our session? 
Oh, geez. Well, here, let me give you the lavalier. You want to present for me? No, you want to enjoy, enjoy your, your dessert. Um, so that's great. Well, thanks for being here again. Um, there's a little twist for you. So this won't be exactly a repeat for you. Um, what we've done is we've upgraded the version from the, the tool and the version that when we were awarded in 2005. So this particular version of the tool is for workplace. So we thought that would be uh, um, important and uh, a plus for this particular audience. We as an organization have built uh, since then 13 different versions with various content. So you'll be pleased to know one in which you're going to be uh, testing out our workplace version, but we also have one around sustainability, which is a very hot topic. And we will also be showcasing that version of the tool at GreenBuild in Chicago in November. So if anybody's signed up for our session, uh, I believe it's the, the Tuesday of that week. So uh, look forward to seeing anybody and everybody there. Um, so why don't I get right into it and share with you the background about the tool and how it came to be. The um, Solutions Navigator tool is the, the actual name of the tool. And um, the sessions are meant to be interactive with participants, with clients. And so when we develop this tool, what would be the, the wrong thing in this um, sentence? How many people think planning is fun? I see a lot of smiles. Come on, there's some architects in the room that have to say that, <laughs> that planning's fun. It's what you do for a living, for goodness sakes, right? So how many people think planning can be fun, fast, efficient, and structured? Do those words fit all into a sentence? Oh, great, yes. And uh, in your experience, um, how is it fast or fun or efficient or structured? Anybody in the room? What's been your experience there? I'm looking at you because you're smiling at me and you, you had your hand up. A gorilla in the room. Okay, short of a gorilla, what else do you do? <laughs> okay, well, without a gorilla and without a gun, um, I, I think that most of you, with the exception of a handful, would say it's kind of difficult, right, in order to do planning in a fast, fun, structured, efficient sort of way. And, and why is that? I mean, oftentimes, it's difficult because it's hard to get consensus or alignment, wouldn't you say, when it comes to trying to promote change within an organization. And I think that's been the theme throughout the year, as I'm understanding about um, this chapter's uh, programs, that the, the discussion has been around change management. So um, going back to our tool, what we wanted to do was develop something that would be, in effect, a way to collaborate with different stakeholders within an organization so that you can very quickly define what are the key objectives and what is the direction and alignment for the organization moving forward? In this case, the version that we brought to you is the workplace version. Um, so a little bit about how it came about. Um, our Solutions Navigator tool started as a market research tool um, using Six Sigma Voice of the Customer. Anybody familiar with that technique or use it within your own organization? Yes, some of you do. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with uh, Voice of the Customer, it's a uh, again, a market research, consumer marketing technique to really understand customers' needs and requirements. And um, we took that and built it more around business-to-business -business activity, which is the, the line of work that we're in today in this room. Uh, we're not really consumer marketing. Maybe some of the organizations that are represented here today are. 
Um, so we took our, that technique and uh, built the tool using on-site assessments. And as we went to try and refine our process so that we could learn what our customers' needs and requirements were, um, three questions always seemed to come about as we did our normal research work with clients. And that was, as you can see up here, what did, our, what did your colleagues and my colleagues rather say? How does my organization compare to others? And that now that you know what my issues are, can you help me? And I think um, all of you in the room, maybe from business development or um, the research side, maybe if you have a background there, can probably appreciate these type of questions as you think through what your organization probably um, does on a regular basis to inform what the, the market trends are. Um, and so what we did was, you know, we kept getting those same questions, and we thought to ourselves, I wonder if there's a, really a way that we could take what we normally do to inform ourselves but repurpose it into a planning tool. So um, the, the Solutions Navigator tool was born from there. And as you can see from this um, visual here, the original version of the tool is uh, game-inspired. It's the size of a Monopoly board, or a checkerboard, rather. And that's exactly what the prototype was years ago. Um, and uh, it's made up of a 5x5 five five grid and with two exercises around organizational needs first, and then the second exercise is around the practices. So if you think about the needs of the organization really informing each other about the what they should be focused on, the second exercise, which is called practices, are how do we go about making those improvements? How do we change the, the things that we identify as areas for improvement. What you have in front of you, um, it looks like a glossy placemat. Um, it's the portable version of our tool. Rather than us carrying 100 uh, boards, first of all, Karen and I uh, don't have enough muscles to wheel that stuff in today. So for our luncheon, we've, uh, it's the portable version for association meetings. And so I'm going to give you some instructions uh, for that in a few moments. Um, in the first exercise around the needs assessment, um, the original version, as I mentioned, was around facilities. And the version that you have in front of you are uh, facility and, and real estate. That looks delicious. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Dig in, please. D don't worry about me. Um, the original version that I'm, I'm sharing the information for you is uh, broken down into four major categories from a facility standpoint. Um, around operational performance, financial performance, risk management, and relationship management. So through the research that we've done, we developed a composite of about 45 um, facility-related needs that we heard from clients. And uh, the needs were printed on cards, and the participants would place the cards on the board. And again, the version that you're working with um, is not with cards. We've, um, we have dots that um, simulate what the cards would have been here. So again, I'll give you some instructions after you uh, finish that tiramisu or whatever that. Banana pumpkin. Banana, banana pumpkin. Mm. OK, so the, um, the needs the participants would go through to assess how important those needs are to the organization today and how satisfied are they with the organization's ability to address those needs. And uh, as you can imagine, 
the uh, diversity of people that would come to the table from a planning perspective, uh, nobody's boards would look alike, right? So what are the chances that somebody's board in the room today is going to be alike? There are certainly going to be things that, um, from an end user perspective, I understand there's some end users in the room, but vast majority of the uh, participants that are in the room today are providers. And, and I do have some uh, material to show some of the contrasts between end users and providers as we went to Las Vegas and as we went around the globe. So I think that'll be kind of interesting. Just uh, before I, I uh, share that and just stop for a moment, how many folks in the room um, think that you're aligned with your customers' um, needs? How well do you feel you know your customers' needs and requirements? Pretty well. So with the ones that you work um, directly with, and you think about the other stakeholders within the organization, maybe that you don't touch on a, a daily basis. You probably have a relationship with that one sponsor in the organization. What about um, your sponsor's um, leadership, either above, below, or sideways? Do you feel like there's alignment with um, that sponsor's organization beyond just that individual? Not sure, right? So... Um, as we test the, the tool, what I think would be really kind of interesting is for you to just think privately amongst yourselves and then share um, with the table. Certainly, you don't have to share the name of the individual, but what I want you to do is um, maybe think about your favorite client or somebody that you're working with and, and wear the hat of or wear the shoes of that individual and go through and assess. So, you know, for the providers that are in the room to, um, you know, put your your customer hat on and, and answer um, as if you were your client, but then um, step out of your, your sponsor's shoes and then wear somebody else's shoes within that organization and see whether you, you would necessarily get those same answers from um, the process. So again, it, the scale, and you can see that on the, the tool itself, it's a scale of importance on the X scale. The Y scale is satisfaction. And so you're going to be asking yourself, how important is this need to your organization from your perspective? So again, you're, you're wearing your customer's hat. How satisfied are you with the organization's current ability to address this need? So you're answering two questions by the placement of the dot on the 5 by 5 grid. So from uh, Las Vegas, um, and again, as you look at this, this was updated with real estate and workplace needs. Uh, but back then in 2005, this was very much facilities-oriented. But these were the top facility needs based on Las Vegas, and I won't uh, read them all, um, but if you want to just quickly scan. The very first one, though, and it's in order of priority and in order of gap. So uh, when we say gap, it's high importance, low level of satisfaction. So the number one need from this, um, the Las Vegas group, was align facility strategies with organizational objectives, followed by improve overall workforce productivity, and then proactively identify and resolve facility problems. Um, there's a couple different ways in which we display the information. We've purposely made the tool um, look very simple, right? It's a board and it's a bunch of dots, and um, we, we wanted to make it front-end friendly, but provide some structure around discussion, and the the element of the Six Sigma and the analytics is hidden behind the seeds. So the data collection um, provides us the ability to then um, share some benchmarking and then comparing and contrasting.
the different participants and the stakeholders that are in the room. So I'm showing you the display of a couple different ways in which we share the results back to the client. Um, and in this case, um, unless you're standing about like this close, you probably can't read what the, uh, the table says. But uh, this looks like, uh, we, we famously call this the periodic table. But it's just a way in which we displayed all 45 of the needs. And as I mentioned earlier, um, the needs are sort of bucketed into four major categories, operational performance, financial performance, uh, risk management, and relationships. And then there's some subcategories around budget, project performance, staff performance, and so forth. And you can't really see that by way of the way in which we shared the, the data on the right-hand side of your board, but just know it's got a similar format, too. Um, the color coding has um, some significance. The five green boxes show what the top priorities were in aggregate based on all the participants in the room. And then the yellow dots show, uh, show the yellow boxes share with you what the medium priorities are. So what I always like to say about this display is that it's showing what the organization as a whole, the collection of everybody's data, um, is about as unique as your fingerprint, right? There's nobody who has the same fingerprint that you do. And it's um, the compilation of where the organization is in a moment in time. And just zeroing in on what those key issues are. They're all of relative importance to the organization, but really, what's, what's the key driver? What are the things that people need to be thinking about today as they move forward with some action planning? A um, couple of other ways in which we display the data itself. Um, you know, every one of the, the major four headers uh, is listed above. So in this case, it was the, the left-hand side of the periodic table around operational performance. Down here below are, if everybody turns their head to the left, you can actually read what the needs were. Um, so those are the ones under operational performance. What you see there graphically is displaying the organization's voice of, the, of their organization. Um, the solid blue line is the important scale, and the red solid line is their level of satisfaction. So you can really see where the gap was. Um, and then the dashed corresponding line is the benchmark. So we have been collecting data around real estate um, executives um, around the globe. And in this case, what we're showing uh, was, again, the um, end user's results versus provider results. So the solid line is end user importance, and the um, dashed line is the service provider. So you can see where there's... Um, there's alignment and, and where maybe the end users find something to be more important to their organization versus the service provider's perception of um, importance. So everybody was weighing in during Las Vegas, but of course thinking about um, their own organization and a, you know, a particular client in mind. But um, kind of interesting in terms of um, results there. Any questions so far? Or Okay. So more of the same as I'm sharing the, the data points. Um, second exercise that we go through, remembering that the needs are around what the organization should be focusing on. And then the second exercise is around how do we address these areas of concern. And so, um, again, because this was the facilities version, the practices are very much around um, planning, designing, owning, and operating, and maintaining a facility. So these are around design and construction, operations, and maintenance issues. 
And same sort of format. It's a five-by-five five matrix, matrix grid with a set of practices. The scale changes where the organization assesses. It's a self-assessment around how valuable are these practices to the organization if delivered at world-class levels, and then how um, effective do you feel that the organization is delivering on those practices today? And so it also becomes a, a way to structure that dialogue where um, various stakeholders come together and talk about why they think certain things are performing maybe a little bit better within the organization by way of an experience that they've had and so forth. And again, there's times and there's practices where people um, agree and then there's things um, that are not. So as you think about maybe clients that you're working with, as an example, maybe um, a real estate organization, um, uh, a corporate real estate organization that maybe is decentralized and if you, let's say, had you were dealing with different stakeholders from uh, the, the corporate headquarters versus maybe, um, you know, properties that are, uh, you know, leased facilities, there may be some differences of opinion, right? It's, it's entirely based on the experiences of the individuals in their spaces. Uh, similar to the needs assessment, this is the periodic table for practices. Again, same sort of color coding arrangement, green high uh, priorities, and then the yellow as medium priorities. Also similar sort of line graphs um, around value and effectiveness. We did not take the end users and, and service providers in, in Las Vegas to go through this in the interest of time, but I just wanted to show you what that's about. Um, we also display a proficiency analysis, and again, the, the practices exercise is a self-assessment of what the uh, client is really thinking about their um, proficiency within their own organization about delivering on these type of um, services. And so the uh, solid line is the client, and then the dashed line is the benchmark. So um, as you look at this, uh, really this client is uh, more proficient, or in their mind is more proficient than the benchmark. And the benchmark could be organizations in North America, could be global, depending on what the uh, customer request is. And the, the real uh, secret sauce, really, to our tool, aside from just providing data back to the client on what they are, were self-reflecting on, is um, this, the Six Sigma QFD, which stands for Quality Function Deployment. Anybody know or have experience with um, Quality Function Deployment? Uh, but basically all it is is um, we like to always use the Amazon.com um, sort of parallel analogy. Many of you probably have bought a book on Amazon.com. What does it do after you've, you've bought a few things? It offers suggestions, right? It says other people who have read this you know, have also enjoyed reading this or purchased books like this or, or music like this. So that's um, the the analytics that we've built. So as um, the model continues to fine-tune itself, as additional participants continue to use, as um, making the recommendation saying other uh, organizations who have needs like this have done something um, in terms of these practices. So what we do is a side-by-side -side comparison between the things that the organization self-selects for themselves and then runs the, the QFD that shows what other organizations have chosen for themselves 
And the, the model in over the past couple of years has improved over time, and it's about a 75 or 80% match, which is uh, nice to see that the engine actually works. So more graphs. Um, we also build um, scorecards based on the uh, information. So just wanting to show you that something that looks really simple here actually provides a lot of um, deep insight. And as I mentioned uh, in summary, before we, we get into the hands-on component of it, um, back in the March-April issue of Leader, there was an article that summarized us going around to all of the summits um, with Cornet. Anybody read that or remember our article? You're smiling. Did you read it? Yes, you did. Okay, great. Again, do you want to you summarize it for us? Okay. Um, mainly, the... Um, the summary of going around the globe and, and looking at the composite between the end users and the providers, there were certainly regional differences as we were in Beijing versus Sydney, Lisbon, and Las Vegas. There were sort of regional nuances to what was key in Beijing versus uh, Vegas, and I think that has to do with market conditions. Of course, that makes a lot of sense. Um, uh, but I think as we looked deeper into the correlation between how well aligned are service providers to the end users? Um, I think most people would say, mm -hmm. oh, you know, there's maybe some disconnects by way of um, looking at the, the line graphs that I showed to you earlier. But the correlation is actually a lot tighter than um, what's really uh, sort of when you look at it sort of at a high level. And so um, the only thing I just wanted to share with you was uh, the couple of needs that were, provide, that were prioritized higher by service providers versus the end users. These were just three. Demonstrate environmental stewardship and leadership, easily update facilities with new technology, and assure healthy indoor environments. In contrast, the needs prioritized lower by service providers than the, um, the respective end users um, these were some of the things that were more top of mind to the end users. Complete facility projects on budget, improve facility staff effectiveness, obtain sufficient funding for facility capital investments. So you can see, uh, I guess, sort of a contrast. These are, I guess, more, um, I don't know if I should say more tactical, but the other list was a little bit more strategic around environmental issues, around technology. And so maybe there's you know, a learning point there, I don't know. Um, so, in summary, over the past, well, this, this says uh, over the past year, but, you know, we've been doing this now for, you know, good, we've been at this for about four years, so we do have thousands of data points around the globe, and as I mentioned, we have multiple versions, multiple content components, and, uh, you know, I, I share with you, um, you know, the sustainability one, and we work in public and private sector. So, enough about... The background, any questions before I give some instructions to the hands-on? Yes, RJ. Well, um, for one, when we are working with a client and there's multiple, so it's maybe um, their customer and their customer's customer, so to speak, within a a corporate real estate organization, it's really getting the right people in the room in order to go through the, the planning perspective. And there's always learning that goes on in there because 
even people who are literally sitting next to each other in the same department, when they go through this assessment process, there are, of course, things that they see right on with one another. And then it always happens. They say, I can't believe that that's what you thought. I had no idea that that's, that's your belief system on something. So there becomes this uh, shared um, sort of discussion around focus and attention. And so that happens in that room. And I guess the analytics help to solidify and um, sort of <coughs> cut down on the noise on what the direction becomes. Then I think the, the next component of it is um, what do we do next? So that becomes sort of the consulting aspect of how to help guide the client through or have them figure what are the best next steps to address the things. It's one to just know what they have to do. It's another to actually do something about it. Yeah, um, I can tell you about um, an organization that um, thought they had some really good plans to move forward. And when they went through the, um, the assessment process, they didn't think about the security aspect. They really thought at a leadership level that they had their arms around it. But when they invited other stakeholders to the organization, there were some things that they learned that it was a bigger issue than they believed it really was. And so they augmented their plans to incorporate and uh, provide some additional budget dollars towards adding something that was sort of a blind spot for the, the leadership. Any other questions? All right. So why don't we uh, try it out? Let's see. We have, um, does everybody have, it's at the front of your, your table. It looks like everybody's passed out their pieces. What I'd like for you to do is uh, look at the side that starts with operational performance. So if you look, there's um, the 5x5 five five grid here, and then to the right-hand side are the 50 needs. So both sides look the same, but you want the side that reads operational performance at the top, at where number one reads align workplace strategies with organizational objectives. So all we want you to do is sample the tool and, uh, yes, go ahead and pass out the strip of the 50 dots. The 50 dots would correlate, of course, to each one of the, the needs. So uh, maybe in the interest of time, try out uh, maybe three in each one of these major categories. So take one, two, and three from your, your um, sheet and 16, 17, 18 in the category under financial performance um, and so on, right? Um, so that you'll just try 12 or however many that you would like to do. You can go nuts and do all 50 if you would like. Um, so what you want to do is let's, let's try the first one together. So please take dot number one off of your strip. And number one reads, align workplace strategies with organizational objectives. So the end users in the room, be yourselves. The um, service providers in the room, put the hat of your customer on. And ask yourself, how important is aligning workplace strategies with organizational objectives? Once you've made that decision, let's assume you say that's very important to the organization today. Look to the left-hand side. Look at the scale of satisfaction. How satisfied am I with the organization's ability to address this need today? Not what you'd like it to be a year from now, not what you wish it to be, um, but how it stands today. And you might say, I'm satisfied. And if that's the case, your dot number one would be placed in circle number 14. There's a subtle um, numbering convention, just the lower corner of the, the circles. Does everybody follow me? Yep. All right, great. Go ahead, work at your own pace. That's 
perspective, evaluating you as a service provider? Um, either you might be providing services to them, or these might be things that they're doing for themselves. So just if you were the, the real estate person, how would you answer this? So try out the first three in, in category under operational performance. Then go to financial performance, try out three. And um, so just work independently at your table. When you've completed, then maybe um, look at your neighbors and have a little dialogue. And then we'll give you a few moments to do that. And we'll come together as a group and, as a group, and then see how um, maybe different or similar the um, summary points were. Karen's coming around the room. And uh, we'll provide some assistance. And I'll work the other half of the room. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to ask. Okay, so what did you learn from the uh, independent exercise and based on your neighbor's um, boards? Anybody have a board? Did anybody get uh, a match at the table? You're a complainer. Mary Jo says she's a complainer, but she's smiling and laughing. Yes, this is not a personality test. You know, a few of you are looking at your, your patterns, and some folks... RJ, would you mind just showing you what your board looks like? <laughs> yes, anybody else have a board that's opposite, mirror opposite to RJ's? Over here. Okay, show, please show yours. Yes, please. Yes, every, can everybody see Alan's board? Yes, yeah, so he's sort of central to the lower right quadrant of the board. Anybody else have uh, an interesting pattern that wants to show? Yeah, so um, absolutely, you're, this is, oh, this lady here, yes, your name is? Oh, Lorraine, would you show your board to everybody? Yeah, she has a, an interesting pattern. All of her dots line up vertically in the, in the column of uh, very important. So she sees everything to be very important, but um, difference in opinion on satisfaction. And so, that's right. This is not about um, a personality test. This is very much about your perspective and your experience about these sort of things. And, um, you know, you're not grumpy. Believe me. This is, Alan, this, don't worry. This is why they call me. This, they call you. this is why they call me when this it's all down here. <laughs> okay, you fix that stuff. Right. Um, because when we went through this market research, we um, developed those top needs based on, Important. So these tend to lie more on the right-hand side of the board. If they weren't important to somebody, we didn't bother printing 51, 52, 53. So, you know, if people, if you're worried that you're leaning towards the, the right-hand side of the board, that's okay. Except RJ, who's, you know, got his stuff on the, the upper sort of half of, of the board. You were going to say something, Matt? Uh, do you tend to find that things that are important uh, you find dissatisfaction with, though? Because that makes them important. I mean, is, is it that, I think that is a little bit of a psychological thing, is that you may be handicapping yourself with the things that you've seen deficiency in that you're putting importance on. Um, is that, do you see that tend to be the case? No, um, the other sort of contrast to um, Alan's board is upper right quadrant. So there are folks that, um, upper right-hand side. So things that are maybe in the four, five, nine, and 10 sort of area because the organization says, you know, it's really important safety or something like that, but they're doing a great job at it. They have a lot of processes, a lot of tools in place, so they excel there, and they don't want to lose the um, focus in that area. 
So, you know, and that's sort of the contrast. There's organizations that do really well with certain things here because they've invested, and then others that are struggling or, or just recently, you know, maybe had a, an experience that just dropped something that could have been up there down below. Any other insight to this? I, I heard a couple of other things, and um, I think I'll, I'll call on Rick for a moment. We're just, <clears throat> excuse me. We're just saying that uh, this exercise might be uh, more effective if it were given to a group of employees and they could go off by themselves or in small groups uh, to do it on their own rather than sitting next to their boss and worrying about what he's going to put on the board or she's going to put on the board. So uh, get a little more honest answer. And um, Rick's ap absolutely right. When we plan for these workshops, um, very often I say that, um, you know, I want to make sure that culturally this is one where an organization can embrace something like this. So, you know, that open, honest feedback has to be um, the spirit of the day. Otherwise, you know, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, I've also said to Rick that organizations that just don't buy into consensus building and alignment, these just these sessions just don't happen because there has to be sponsorship at a senior level to pull everybody together in the interest of, you know, going to the next step to develop strategy. So if it's an organization that is uh, got leadership that's unilaterally focused and, you know, this just doesn't happen. Any other points of interest? Yes, RJ. Yes. Yes, so organizations would, um, you know, that are maybe in planning stages would uh, want to do this to inform their direction. Mm -hmm. Find some gaps. Right, find the gaps. Find the gaps. Mm -hmm. Yes, to find the gaps. So uh, anybody at their table want to just randomly share how many people had number one in the lower right corner, sort of in that vicinity? Yep, a handful. Mm -hmm. um, and then... Let's see, number 16. How many people had increased standardization of technology across all facilities? In that lower right corner, a couple folks? A couple folks, yeah. Um, anybody get to 32 under the risk management category? Anybody place that one in the lower right corner? Yes, Mary Jo did. No, you, you didn't go there. Oh, you have it on there? It's not in the lower right corner. Okay, okay. And what did it feel like for the service providers that were wearing the hat of the client? Was that difficult to just think through? Was the scale of um, satisfaction difficult for you maybe to think through? I I'm sure you had a perspective on importance, but was that a maybe hard to think about the satisfaction scale, the why scale? Yeah, a little bit. Why is that? <laughs> yes, good. Anybody else? All right. Well, I think uh, this concludes the uh, the luncheon. If you wouldn't mind, um, in the spirit of recycling, these are, um, if you could just leave them at the table, we're going to be collecting everything and reusing these, uh, these tools. So uh, if you wouldn't mind leaving the room, those two folks, Karen, you want to grab them? <laughs> Wrestle them down. Yes, if you would uh, cooperate and just leave the, the tools here. So thank you again for your time. Hopefully this was worthwhile. And if you have any questions, um, Karen and I are available to answer anything that you might want to learn more about.
Thank you. Uh, please, uh, just before you go, uh, we do rely on your feedback. We have the, uh, the evaluation forms. If you could take a moment to fill those out, we really do appreciate it. Remember, next Thursday, the 18th, that is a great program. Hopefully you'll uh, get a chance to attend, and November 8th. Thanks very much.